going on, everybody? Welcome to With Her Two Hands, your weekly podcast where we celebrate women who build, fix, and make things with their own two hands. I'm your host, Bogey. I am an auto mechanic by trade, uh, and this show is all about celebrating all trades, all industries. Um, we've had the privilege of speaking with women uh, who work on helicopters, on airplanes, who do construction, who do diesel work, paint and body, welding, fabrication, you name it. Today, I am super excited to be joined by a woman who works on engines larger than I can even imagine. Uh, and she's, she's so casual about it, like laid back day, working on a 95 liter engine. Oh my God can't even fathom what that's like. I'm so excited to hear about her journey, how she got to where she is, and what her daily life is like. Um, but first, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and hanging out with us on this fine Wednesday or whatever day it is that you are listening to this. Uh, remember, you can catch us here every Wednesday night live on YouTube, and you can also catch an archived episode every Monday night. This used to be a series that lived on Instagram, so if you're new to With Her two hands. You might not know that. This used to be Trades Lady Happy Hour. I lived on Instagram and there's a bunch of back episodes that we're slowly releasing over time. Uh, so you can catch those every Monday night. I hang out live in the comments. Sometimes the guest from that episode hangs out with us as well. So make sure you like and subscribe and check out all of those episodes. Hang out with us every Monday and Wednesday night. And then of course, make sure you follow us on social media as well. Um, please, if you enjoy this series, uh, hit like, hit subscribe. If you're listening in a podcast form, you can get this as a podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you rate and review. The more reviews we get, the more eyes we get, the more the stories of these incredible women get out there to inspire the next generation of young women who are going to come up and just kill it in the trades. And we are going to see an increase in the number of women that are populating these trades. We are seeing a rise in them, but it is slow going and we want to see that increase. So you guys are a part of that. So make sure that you rate and review this series. And if you have any questions, we're going to be doing some really targeted conversations over the next couple of months with some various guests. And we want to answer your questions. So Connect with us on social media, send us an email, write us a message in the comments. Um, we'd love to hear your specific questions that you'd love to hear some trades women address, and maybe we'll read your question on air or make a whole episode about it. And I do have to thank, we have an amazing partner who has um, been with us for the last uh, year and a half now, helping make this series possible. So big, big thank you to Drive Time for their commitment to uh, not only bringing in like the next generation of tradespeople and technicians and paint and body techs, but really making a commitment to bringing in more women and helping nurture them and grow their careers. So big thank you to them. If you're not familiar with Drive Time, go check them out now. But for now, without further ado, I'm going to bring on tonight's guest because I think you're all going to really enjoy getting to know here. Her and here she is, Miss Ebony Graham. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Um, I'm so excited to have you here. Before we get started, I wanna I want to give you kudos. You know, uh -oh. and, uh, salute you for um, shedding light on the trades women out there. 
Um, you know, we really don't see, we really don't see a lot of people actually reaching out and um, finding the women out there that's actually grinding real hard every day. So yeah, um, yeah I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I was, I kind of fell into having this platform because of TV, right? And, and then I would always hear these people say like all the time, like, oh yeah, there's a handful of women in the trades. There's you, there's Jesse, there's Christy Lee, like, and they would name the people on TV. And I'm like, there's thousands of amazing women who are like really just killing it out in the trades and, and deserve to be seen. And I think so many of us, you know, before I was on TV, I was the same as you just grinding out in the field. Like, you know, we're often alone and nobody, nobody knows we're out there killing it and struggling and grinding every day. And I think it's just really, really important. And this is how we start to see more women's faces. So thank you for that. And thank you for being a part of it because I can't do it. So, (laughs) so you similarly to me came up in this industry a ways back, right? You're not brand new to being, being wrenching and and in the industry. Um, And it was even fewer women back then. I'm so curious how you, how you got your start and how you, how this journey started for you and what it was like for you as a woman a decade ago, getting into into being a diesel technician. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm gonna start. I'm starting high school. Um, so I was a senior in high school, and um, I played basketball. So that was from all the way up to, from eight to eighteen. I was uh, I was a baller, um, and I received a full scholarship um, oh, wow. to play basketball at a college. And um, but while we was in high school, um, UTI came and did a presentation and. Um, blew my mind. UTI really? University Institute. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do right there. You know, I was I was headstrong on that. And um going a little bit further, uh, my mom was like, look, you worked this hard. Let's try this, just try this um scholarship thing out. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. So I did that and um I lasted about six to seven months. You know, I started partying a little too much, you know, um Got got caught up in in the other lifestyle, so um, I came back home. And from like my years from eighteen to twenty two, twenty three, I was going down kind of a slippery slope, you know, a dark path or whatever. But then, um, man, I found the light. You know, I had to. I found God then, you know, and um, I had to turn my life around. And then I remembered that presentation from UTI. I was like, look. That's what I want to go back to. So in like 2013, I was 23 at the time. Um, I went to UTI and um, I never looked back. I never looked I love back. it. How crazy. I Okay. So basketball to automotive, because you went for automotive originally to UTI, right? Yes. Yes. What, what was it? about this UTI presentation that grabbed you so much? And had you been interested in cars beforehand? Uh Was this like a thing or was it just totally unexpected? You saw this Mm -hmm. presentation, it was brand new and Mm -hmm. something about it grabbed you. Like, what was it? Well, it actually striked a memory when I was like eight or nine. I would help my grandfather. Um, He would would work on an old old car, Oldsmobile actually, blue. 
and he would be out there tinkering around with it. And um, I would help him out, you know, here and there. So that brought back like, hey, I really enjoyed that. And, and that was the time that I had with my grandfather at the time. So um, it brought that back to me, you know, and um, so I think that's how I kind of veered into it. And I've always been really hands on, you know, I've always been really good with my hands, um, fixing things, wanting to figure out how this works, you know. So um, I don't know, it just kind of grabbed my attention, you know. Um, yeah. How did your family and friends respond when you decided, when you were expressing interest in, in mm -hmm. going to UTI and following that path? Um, well, my family, my mother, she's look now, um, she's the strongest woman I know, you know, um, the hardest, work, hardest working woman I know as well. Um, so when I told her, she was, she's always been supportive, always been supportive of me, um, Never, I would never, you know, try to be like, well, maybe, you know, you're not that, you're not, you know, you're smaller than average or why you want to go. No, never, none of that. She was just always supportive. Um, and my family as well, my brothers. So, yeah, I've always had support, always. So, I, and I think that, that that's what, like, actually helped me to, you know, to, to go, you know, and um, actually uh, uh, pursue, pursue that dream. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I think that makes that makes all the difference in the world. I, you know, totally. in talking with women, like I hear both sides of that coin, right? Some some women who were not supported at all by their family and others who were in it. It got it makes such a difference. Such a difference. Mm -hmm. So were you the only girl in the family? You said brothers. Um, so yes, I am the only girl in the family. I have three brothers actually. Um oh, wow. so it's, I have three brothers, but um I have two. So it's three, it's three of us by my mother and then my brother. I got an older brother that's out of my dad's side. Um, so he's my older brother, but it's three of us growing up in the same household. So I'm the so only girl. Around all of the boy energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what does mom do? Can I, can I ask? Um, my mom is a, um, I would say that she is a supervisor at a, um, a company, I believe Dixie. So she's a supervisor over there. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Nice. But not in a tr not in the trades. Not <laughs> in the trades. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. well, funny story, though. I had, um, she was on her way up here to um, visit me. Well, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, and I live okay. in Douglasville, Georgia. Um, so she was on her way to visit me, and she caught a flat tire. And she panic freaked. I'm like, Mom, okay, look, FaceTime me. Let's, let's walk through this together. So she got down, you know, she got in the trunk, got everything out. I'm like, okay, so now you got to find how to jack the car up. So you got to find this little ledge underneath. And you got to put the scissor jack right in between that spot. So I'm like, so she's on her hands and knees. I'm like, mama, no, you got to get on your stomach. You know what I'm saying? You got to get it. You got to get one with the ground. So, <laughs> man, I'm trying to tell you, I was stressed out. She was stressed out, but walked her all the Did she win? Yes, she won. She won. But um, well, a guy actually, they came. A guy actually showed up like after she got the tire off, and they was like, "Man, we need some help." And she was like, "Please, yes, I need some help." <laughs> but, hey, she had it all the way. Like, yeah, she she got it down packed. Yeah, that's awesome. What did we do before Facetime? My goodness, like how cool is that that you were able to help her remotely <laughs> like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because I I'm thinking about if my mother ever got a flat tire and if I had to help her by phone. Like, there's no way my mother will convince people at the gas station to pump her gas for her. 
because she's from Jersey and they don't pump mm-hmm. their own gas in Jersey. And she's like, oh. she's like, I just don't, I don't like doing that. And she's mm-hmm. probably cringing right now watching this. No, but, um... totally opposite. I'm trying to tell you, if she can do it by herself, she's going to try to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> My mom is strong in a lot of ways, but when it comes to mm-hmm. car stuff, she is just mm-hmm. not interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so you're totally intrigued by this UTI presentation. It catches your interest. You decide you want to do it. At this point, you're going down the mechanical path, like automotive mechanical path. Um, how was how was the school experience for you? What was it like? Which campus did you go to? I went to UTI too. Which campus did you go to? I went to the campus in Loud, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. So Loud, Illinois, study automotive. And um, there were maybe like three of us women in the, in the whole school. Um, okay. How many guys, just to give people context? Um how many ever how many ever they enroll? So I mean, I don't know, maybe like thousands, a couple thousand, you know. Um yeah. just how many they enroll, but yeah, I would say three out of a two thousand or something like that were women. Um and the environment was um it was definitely different for me. Um I noticed like, hey, I'm I'm here and it's real. So instead of me, you know, going in, I went in with the my frame of um, determination, you know, so I wanted to go in and I was, um, I wanted to, I, I had to study, you know, so I was studying, I was always in the books. Um, I worked a part-time job and I was going to school full-time. So, um, money was short, man, but I was up late night studying, you know, um, learning about every sensor I could, what's the function, how these, how these, how these sensors operate, you know, like how the cooling system flows, and I just want to know how all of this, how, how all of this come together in this engine or or automotive at the time. Well, all of it's automotive. I mean, all of it's still yeah. a big engine. So, yeah. But um, you're just doing stuff that's like 27 times the size. What <laughs> <of laughs> automotive mechanics right now? <laughs> yeah. But, I gotta um, ask you when you when you got into school, like when you were starting out, were you like really cognizant of the fact that you were a minority as a woman going into this career path or were you just so taken by it that you went into it and then encountered the holy crap, there's only two other women here? Um, yes. I think that that's the second option. Um, when I got there, that's when I realized, Hey, um, there's not too many women in this field and I'm a black woman at that. So, um, yeah, definitely. So it, it, some, sometimes it made me feel like that I needed to work harder, you know, um, you know, the average man technician can be average, but the woman technician has to be above average. So, um, I've always felt like that. And, and that's just real life in this field and in any field that women are involved with, um, in the trades. So, yeah, we gotta be, we gotta be that step above. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I so, I so agree with that. And I, I some of it, you know, it's tough because I think sometimes we put it, there's my mom commenting, <laughs> Jersey girls don't bump gas. <laughs> 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 Gotta love the mama defending herself. <laughs> that was cute. Um, no, you know, I think sometimes sometimes parts of it, I feel like we put on ourselves, like we feel the pressure that we have to be better, that we have to work harder to, to prove that we belong. And then I think some of it is really just the reality of, 
And when there's only three women out of thousands of men, you stand out more, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so when you mess up, everybody knows, Ooh, right? Yes. When when Joe Schmo, you know, mm -hmm. John Doe guy, random guy, you know, when he messes up, nobody knows. Mm -hmm. But when we mess up, everybody knows. And so I think it it's a little bit of, of both that like, we have to be better. We have to be work you know, twice and, as hard to get the respect. And you have to be careful with not knowing your, your stuff. Because, you know, you got people out there that tries to um, challenge you, you know, um, customers that think that they know how this is supposed to go, how this engine is supposed to turn. Or, right. You know, oh, I did, I did this. I'm working at, you know, on the lawnmower and this, you know, what I'm saying like, no, this is a totally different ball game here. You know, so you got to really you got to really walk in confidence. You know, you got to walk in with authority as well. So. No, don't get me wrong. All of this comes later, but like when you first get in, like you know, you just gotta you gotta take it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like going to school is like the hardest part, right? Because you you don't have anything to back yourself up, right? Like once you've got ten years of experience in, and people doubt you, right? Like then it's like, okay, whatever. I know I got this. It's cool. I, I'm not going to take offense by you doubting me, but when you're in school and you don't really know anything, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yes, it's that's the hard part. Yes, that is. That's true. You know, I see where you're coming from. Um, but I don't How know. And it's like you gotta just, you gotta just kind of. That's when you. That's when you really work on yourself. Is when you're in school. You work on, you know, your knowledge and and and, and getting that, you know, gaining the knowledge. For yourself so i think yeah. that that's a whole lot more about you know working on within in school and you know in, in school is a little different you know what i'm saying like a lot of the things comes off a little easier like you know if, you, if you're <laughs> taking off a, a a tire or something like that um all the luggage has already been off everybody's already taken them off so like you, you haven't encountered any rust yet you haven't encountered <laughs> um um being uh, in 30 degree weather you know you haven't seen all of that stuff yet so um, in a way, it's, it's, it's tough, but in a way, it's not as bad. See what I'm yeah. saying? So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, ooh, 100%. I, ah, I'm having technical difficulties over here. All right. Um, I 100% agree with you on that. I feel like, um, you know, school is, is a little bit of like, you're paying when I mean, you're paying to learn, obviously, but it's like the place where it's safe to make mistakes to a degree. Mm -hmm. And yes, like everything is in relatively pristine condition. And, <laughs> um, and you don't have like the real world stuff either, mm -hmm. like not just the rust and all of that, but like, you know, you don't have, um, you don't have the reality of most shops don't have the top of the line equipment mm -hmm. or the latest and the greatest, mm -hmm. right? You go to mm -hmm. UTI and you're learning on like the, the good stuff. And then you get out in the field and you go to a independent shop maybe. And you're like, Oh, they don't have any of those tools. <laughs> and then you don't have to deal with like, everybody's there to learn. So when you get out in the field, you got guys that's been in the field 20 years. You see what I'm saying? So it's a big difference. Yeah. So, that is true. Mm -hmm. How were you received at the school? How were the other students? How were the teachers? How did they react to you? Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, uh, I really didn't. Um, I, I kind of just went in and, and um, 
stay focused. You know, I was like driven. So um, I had maybe a couple friends, um, but they were my classmates that we were competitive with. So it was like we were competitive. We, we would be competitive on who's going to get the student of the course for this course. Like who's going to get this A, you know, or 98% A. So we made friends. I made friends by like trying to, um, I don't know, um, I guess, I guess by, by just being so driven. So um, that's how I made a couple of friends. But other than that, I mean, the teachers, they took me in pretty well. And, you know, nice. um, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I got treated any different. So, awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's an interesting point about like, you know, being competitive and kind of falling in with like the kids that were competitive to be the best. Because mm-hmm. once you get in with those kids, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't care whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, nope. they just like, who's going to be the best, who's going to do yeah. this the fastest yeah. and falling mm-hmm. in with that. Like that was a great, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic point. Yeah. So how, how long was the UTI program that you did? Um, about a year. Year, okay. about a year, a little bit over a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you do all like the add-ons, like the hot rod and the Ford See, and, and all of that I stuff to too? Into, I wanted to get into the Mercedes Benz program after that. Okay. That was my goal. I'm like, okay, I'm going. I'm going to finish with. Um, well, I did finish with a 3.8, but you know, um, nice. I, I needed to finish higher to get into the Mercedes Benz program. Mm. And um, but once I got there, that previously in my past, you know, I went down that dark. I got into a little trouble. And Mercedes Benz wasn't letting me, you know, continue with them or go further because of my background at the time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So after I graduated with 3.3.8 GPA, I had problems um, getting an automotive job with dealerships because <laughs> of my background. So, okay. so then um, that's how I ventured over into diesel because it, it's okay. less immediate with backgrounds. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is why is that that diesel is more lenient? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. I I'm so sorry. Oh, bless you. <laughs> um, but no, um, I have no idea. Interesting. But they, they really didn't. I mean, I don't have any felonies or anything, but um, it was just my background was stopping me from getting into the dealership. So diesel, they they gave me a chance. They gave me a chance, and my background really wasn't a factor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's good to hear. I wonder if it's like, because you were doing, you weren't doing like big, big diesel back then. You started out doing smaller diesel, right? Um, I mean, semi trucks. Okay. So um, 15 liter engines. Because um, I was thinking maybe it has something to do with the driving of the vehicles, but like you're still driving the big rigs to test drive them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I did that at Cummins, but it, it, well, at my um, job, when I got it, Travel Sons of America, truck stop, um, we didn't really drive the trucks. The, the uh, customers okay. would drive them in and um, they would drive them out to, out to Bay. Okay. So we didn't drive them. So how did you find that opportunity? You're, you're searching, you're trying to find opportunities, you're trying the dealerships, you tried Mercedes, you tried all of these different things. How did you wind up finding the Travel Center opportunity did they find you did you find them how did you make that pivot i was just on i was online like crazy you know looking up automotive technicians looking up um just mechanics you know who was needing mechanics at the time and um so i'm from lexington kentucky so when i came from illinois i came back home and um back home to Lexington, Kentucky. And then um, I was just searching, you know, I was online, I was going through Indeed, I was going through, then my resume down, um, 
you know, my GPA, everything. I had all of that on there. Um, but a shop in Walton, Kentucky, which was about almost an hour away from Lexington, Kentucky, um, okay. um, reached out to me and it was like, Hey, we okay. want to do an interview with you. And, and, um, I didn't know too much about diesel then. I'm not even, I'm like diesel, diesel shop. That's a mechanic. So let's go up there and, and try, you know, go try it out, you know, and see what, what, the, what they was talking about. So I just kind of, man, um, I don't know, man. I think God was with me on that one. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you but I, kind mean, of, I mean, you fell into it. Forceful. Yeah. And, and yes, it fell into it. Mm hmm. Amazing. I mean, well, fell into it, not fell into it. I don't mean to, I don't mean to diminish the work that you put in, like putting yourself out there over and over and over and over mm -hmm. again. But mm -hmm. like the fact that a diesel shop is what reached out to you ultimately and, and brought you down that path. That's really that's awesome. Yeah. Did you get discouraged at any point? Was there like any point in this where you're like, man, I'm not getting any opportunities through this. Like, I don't want to do this. This um, is too hard. Yes. yes. Um, I had a manager position job at, I, I believe like AutoZone or something, or um, was it, um, and I was, I was like a week in before I got that opportunity for um, the shop in Walton, Kentucky, the diesel shop. And, um, I'm like, mom, well, I'm a manager. You know, I talked to my mom about this. Talks about everything. She's my best friend. And um, I was like, mom, so um, I'm already a manager at this, you know, at an auto zone or I can't believe was it, which, whichever one it was. And, um, and I was like, well, I got this opportunity to be a diesel tech. And she was like, you didn't go to school for nothing. You know, you didn't go to school for nothing. So I want you to go up there and try this out. And, um, and so yeah, man. I, I mean, it, it was all her too. You know, it, it was definitely my mother, man, who uh, guided me in the right direction too. Um, yeah, but I had uh, opportunities, but they wasn't trying to give me a, a automotive job, or they wasn't trying to give me that chance. This diesel shop man took a chance on me, and I, I appreciate them for that to this day. To this day. When you say you were you were getting opportunities, but they weren't like to be out with, were they, were they wanting to put you in other types of positions, like manager positions, office positions, that kind of stuff? Office positions, manager positions, um, parts positions, stuff like that. It wasn't giving me a chance to actually be in the field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome was, that that shop did. Go ahead, yeah. sorry. No, no, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, um, you, you take like a morale, like you like, dang, you know, um, am I not, you know, good enough or something you know what i'm saying like what you know so sometimes you know it, it kind of hit hard a little bit then too but my mom helped me yeah. get out of that funk. i love that yeah. just another testament to how important it is to have people supporting you yeah. when you are doing when you are doing things that are unusual and uncommon to do i mean just in life in general it's so important to have people supporting you but particularly when you're traveling down the road less traveled like you might have given up at that point, right? Yeah. Like, uh, or I would have just took that job and stayed at a managed position auto zone and, yeah. and don't know where I would be to this day. Yeah. I think that's something that, you know, I find myself talking about so much these days is like, if you were like, oh, we've got to attract more women to the trades, we got to attract more women to the trades. But some of it is we attract them, we just don't keep them because then when the going gets rough, they don't have the support system, they don't have opportunities, people aren't giving them a chance, they don't have cheerleaders within the the shops mm -hmm. and then we lose them or we just 
they never make it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, I'm mm-hmm. glad you had your mama. That's awesome. Hey, Yay for moms. Yay for moms <laughs> that are supportive. <laughs> okay, so you get this opportunity. You don't know anything about diesel, but you say yes anyway. Are you terrified? Like, are you oh, yeah. back in, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing? Yes, yes. I mean, because, you know, it kind of intimidated a little bit. You know, like, these are the biggest engines I've seen. You know, I was working on a motor, you know, a little bit 4.3 liter engine, you know, so... Going from a 4.3 to a 15 liter engine, you know, um, and then like I was working on the whole aspect. So I was working on the truck and trailer. So I was doing semi tires, um, brake chain, um, um, drum brakes, but this whole different size, you know, um, from from air to from from uh, from a uh, brake. From uh, see, I haven't been on motor field in a long time, but uh, <laughs> from uh, what's it uh, brake. Um, so, no, 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 um, um, the fluid from brake fluid to uh, uh-huh. to um, to air pressure to um, oh, to yeah, on air brakes, yeah. so, so everything's air, I don't have to deal with that. Um, so everything was like it was definitely new, it was definitely new, um, a little bit intimidating, and everything was heavier, everything was heavier too. So I had to adjust, my body had to adjust, you know, I had to learn how to you know, pick up certain things. And I had to learn how to like, um, you know, maneuver certain things, you know what I'm saying? Um, the way that I had, so basically I had to adapt to this new world. Yeah. All while tons of eyes are on you as the new person, period. The new woman. The new woman. <laughs> the new black woman. Yeah. Like all eyes were on you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was the only black woman um, or the black person in that shop or in that TA vicinity area up in the area in Walton, Kentucky. So um, I was the only black person there too. So The only woman and the only black person. Yeah. The only woman and the only black person. Yeah. So how all eyes was on me. that? How was uh, that? Uh, it was definitely, I had to, um, I had to learn. I had to um, become like a sponge. You know, I had to learn my environment. Um, so I think it was just like a big lesson. You know, um, there wasn't, I mean, now I was blessed with some really good guys. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, they they taught me, they showed me some things and like they walked me through. Um, but don't get me wrong. They made me fight for it too. You know, there was times I had to fight for it. And um, they, while they watching me struggle with this tire, trying to get this tire on, you know, they watching like, you know, to see if I'm going to give up or to see if I'm going to like, um, you know, uh, just back out or if I was going to quit maybe three weeks, six weeks in, you know? So uh, no, no, that wasn't me. Um, but I, um, I don't know. I just had to work through it. Had to work through it, man, and just uh, grind. I had to grind. I had to grind. Yeah, I can. I can only imagine. I. Yeah, Uh, because you're in. You're kind of out of your league in sense of it's diesel, not automotive. There's so many things that kind of put you in that vulnerable space, and I can only imagine how challenging that must have been. But like hearing you, like 
that determination of there's no way I'm going to let them see me give up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and then sometimes the it was it was beating me up so bad, like that they were like, "We got it. Go ahead, take a break. You know, we we gonna, you know, we get we got you." And um, that was it meant a whole lot to me as well, you know, because they see me, they see me, you know, and they see me work hard for it. But hey, yeah. we still got a little bit more learning to do. Yeah, so I think that that made a a big impact with them as well. You feel like you earned their respect by by Definitely. how much effort, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, was um, it a big crew that you worked with? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, out of so it was four bays. Um, so it was maybe first, second, and third shift. Yeah, we was pretty about twelve technicians. Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Maybe more twelve to fifteen. Amazing. And you won them all over ultimately. Ultimately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, took a moment. <laughs> yes. You know, I did. I did. And, um, and I look back and I, how hard I had to work for that. You know, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. But I, I thank you. I mean, I'm thankful for what I had to go through because I wouldn't be where I am today without that. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's that double-edged sword, right? I, I think sometimes the fact that I had it so hard at my mm-hmm. first job is what made me a good tech. I still shouldn't have had to go through what I went through, <laughs> but mm-hmm. right, like I, I had a real a-hole as a shop foreman mm-hmm. and, uh, and he made my life living hell. But because of that, like it forced me to be really, really mm-hmm. good at what I did. And it's like, it's tough. <laughs> like, I was I was wrestling with a tire um, at one point, and it was like it was stuck between a, like a metal type of um, um, awning over the uh, semi tire. So you had like a tight space to get this tire on and to get it onto the hub. So I'm fighting with it, and and a couple guys are looking at me, you know. So I, I'm fighting. I'm I'm working hard, and I slit my hand. Slip my hand, bleed, start bleed, and um, one of the guys was like, "Okay, we got, uh, we got you. We'll take over from here." But I just went. I had to go take a break mentally, you know, and just cry. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's, it's tough. You know, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, I've I've been where I am today, but I had to go through some through some trials. So. Um, but I had to cry, get that off, and came right back to it. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I so appreciate you saying that because I think it's, you know, it's easy, easy. It's relatively easy in retrospect to kind of see the positives and kind of like be appreciative for all of it. And, and f- like for other people watching this, other young women who might be seeing this and feel like, well, they were so much stronger than I am because they made it through. Like, to be clear, like, there was crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> it was not. Hurting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Taking Epsom salt baths at night. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's okay. Like, it's that's allowed. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can cry. You can go hide in the bathroom or do what you need to do. And not in front of the men. Now I want you to be clear. You need to, you know, take a blow off a little bit, take some steam, do what you gotta do, come back, regroup, and ready. I'm ready, you know. But yeah, yeah, you definitely need that sometimes. Yeah. 
I love the caveat, not in front of the men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me. (laughs) Not until you know them real well, and then it's different. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I mean, like, I had to, I had to learn how to adapt, you know, because everything in the diesel field is bigger. So, like the drive line, some of the guys can do a drive line over the pit and drop it from the U joints. but they're using arm, shoulder, and all of that stuff. But I'm not tall enough. So I had to put mine in, in the bay, and I would, like, lay on my back. But I would have to use the drive The drive shaft was so heavy, I would use bungee. So when I undid it from the U-joints, it would catch it. So then when I'm lifting it back up, once I replaced, you know, the, the yoke or whatever, um, I would uh, use the bungees, and then I would use my knees to have it, like, steady. My knee came up in camera. Um, I had to use my knee <laughs> and um, yeah, so get it steady. So you have to be able to adapt as well. And you have to be able yeah. to, you know, figure out what works for you in this field and all the fields for trades. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, so important to emphasize that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, cause I'm sure like you had the same experience I did where you found the way that works for you as not a big man, right? Mm-hmm. And found that way. And then people are looking at you like, why are you doing it like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it doesn't, you know, we find mm-hmm. the thing that works for us, but yeah. it means now more eyes on you, staring mm-hmm. at you, questioning you, judging you. And it's, that stuff gets exhausting after a while. <laughs> but you know. find your way. I think uh, it kind of helped out. Like, I, I gained more respect. I gained more respect with that. That's um, awesome. So, because you I know, I had to realize that, like, some things that they can't do that I can do. I can fit into certain places. And, you know, yeah. I can hop on top of the engine because you know I'm, you know, I'm a little smaller. I can uh, slide underneath. You know, some of them can't slide underneath. You know, so I mean, <laughs> I had some advantages too, being a little bit smaller. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred. I think I was just talking with this uh, with a friend about this. Like the first time that I earned the respect of guys in my first shop was when we had this recall, and it required taking a whole bunch of stuff apart to get at the one little part that had to be replaced. But I didn't have to take anything apart because my little mm-hmm. arms could just slide right in there and get to what I needed to get to. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it was like in that moment, the first time I did it, that all the guys in the shop were like, oh, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. they didn't mind anymore sharing their strength with me because I could share my littleness with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, you know, like PB Blaster just won't get that boat off. You right. know, so- Sometimes you got to have that extra. So, you know, with that trade, you know, I'd be like, hey, did you come in, you know, give me a little bit more back strength, you know, just kind of amp them up a little bit. But yeah, they was right there when you needed them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. One, 100%. I love it. So how long were you with that company? Um, with TA, I actually was with TA for two years in Walton, Kentucky. And then I relocated TAs to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And then I was with TA here in Georgia for um, about three, almost four years. Okay. So total, I've been with TA for about six years, seven, almost seven nice. years. Did you want to move to Georgia or was it an opportunity that just kind of came up and you're like, sure um, not? no, I just felt like that 
the shop that I was in, I was getting better. You know, I was getting, I was getting confident. You know, I was moving quick. I was making some decent money, you know, because it was commission. I was, I was picking up on things pretty quick, but there was a lot of chiefs, not a lot of Indians. So like a lot of guys have been there for years. So I just felt like I wasn't going to be able to move up in that, in that shop. And so I was trying to find dealerships to go to Freightliner, you know, different dealerships. And with me being a black woman, uh, in a, you know, predominantly white state, um, there wasn't, I wasn't getting any opportunities. So I said, for me to take this diesel field to the next level, I have to, I mean, I, I need to relocate. And, um, I took a chance on Georgia and I haven't seen as many black diesel technicians that I have seen here, black men, uh, women I've seen. So oh, wow. I made the right choice. Interesting. So, was it hugely different? Was the corporate culture hugely different as a result of the diversity difference? Um, culturally, um, I would say that it's fast paced. Um, Atlanta is so the TA here in Atlanta, Georgia is um, like the hub of Atlanta because it's 285. So all of the, the semi truck traffic comes through this TA. In Atlanta, and then it's like the next TA truck stop is maybe an hour, uh, almost two hours away. So this shop was very busy, um, very very busy, and uh, definitely more. All of us was actually black. Like I think we only had one one technician in in, in TA Petro Atlanta. Oh wow! That was that was uh, white. Interesting. That was a big so, different switch. Yeah, it was a yeah. Switch. Yeah. That's a huge switch from the only black person to only one white person. Mm -hmm. Was that like, how, how did that feel? Was that, did it feel totally different being in that space? Well, you got to think. So when I came there, I, uh, I was, I was a pretty good technician. So I came in knowing my, my stuff, you know, so I came in on a higher level and I came in with, the cultural, like with a black culture as well. So it was definitely like um, empowering, you know, I feel like, oh, it's time to make some money down here now, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, That's like night and day, like whole new world, right? You, you were, don't know anything about diesel, only woman, only black person to now, you know, your shit mm -hmm. and you're actually around other people who look like you, yeah. like that yeah. had to be combined. Yeah. Like all of that combined had mm -hmm. to just be so dynamic of a difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like your career just totally took off at that point from that confidence boost? Yes, I believe it took off from then. Um, you know, I still, you still come into a new shop. So you actually have to prove that, you know, what, you know, um, you gotta know what you're doing. Um, but after I did a couple jobs here and there, helped out with some, you know, helped out some people here and there. Um, yeah, I was one of the top technicians in the shop That's as, a mm -hmm. as a okay, female. Okay, I got to ask a weird question. And I, I'm, I'm curious, like, white men versus non-white men, how they treat women in the industry. Do you notice a difference? Hmm, that's a really good question. <laughs> I can't say that it's no, I can't say it's a difference. Okay. I, I can't say it's a difference. Um, 
I think men in general just want to want you to prove that you can handle, you know, the job or carry that load. And then they got your back after that. Okay. So I don't think it was a difference, though. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was curious. All right. Fascinating. Okay. So you're at this new shop. You prove yourself again. You gain the respect. You're excelling. You wind up leaving TA. Tell me what happens there and when you, why you decided it was time for something different. Because you kind of like, you went big, 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 big mm-hmm. <laughs> with your career. Like I want to, you at some point started working not on semis, but on massive engines. So when did that transition happen and what motivated I just it? felt like TA was always the vehicle, but not the destination. So um, I learned the experience, you know, I learned the, atmosphere. I got my confidence from TA. So I got my knowledge from TA. Um, but I knew that I needed to take my career to the next level. Okay. Um, I'm not big with, I'm, I try not to stay stagnant. I always try to learn more. You know, it was a master technician um, that I was working underneath at one time and and I would just follow him around the shop, you know, like, what are we working on? What are we working on today? You know, I would, I would, if he's underneath the pit working on something, I would be right there, you know? So I was always trying to learn more and, uh, and, and like, take and raise the bar, raise the bar. So I said, man, I got to, I, I, I had to let go. I mean, I had to let go of the past to, to, um, to kind of like to see what else what, what the future could hold for me. So I took a chance and uh, applied for a Cummins. Cummins. And within what two two months, Cummins hired me on. Yeah. Nice. Cummins hired me on. Um and I took a pay cut. Oh really? Yeah, I took a pay cut. I took a pay cut. Um and it was tough. I had to I had to decide like, do I want to gain the knowledge or 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 you know take back on some of the money that I'm making. So yeah. What I, made so- you decide to do that? Was it that you saw that there was more opportunity, like if you kept with it, or like what was it that made you willing to take a pay cut? I believe it's the knowledge. Um, I believe that it was the training that I get from Cummins. I believe that instead of me working on the whole aspect from dry shafts to uh, brake drums to tires to lights, trailer lights, I'm specifically working on engines. So now specialized. It's a turn to being from from being a truck stop. Now I'm specialty. I'm a specialty technician now. So, um, yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have has it been worth it? I mean, you've, I'm sure you've made up that pay cut. By yes. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah, by now? Yeah. Yes, it was definitely worth it then. Um, it was definitely worth it then. I I haven't experienced as much training as, as I've ever 
like since I've been in this field. Cummins sends me to different. I've, I've been gone two weeks at a time um, to different classes, to different courses on ISX 15 engines from from the fuel systems all the way up from uh, just all the way the whole aspect of the engine. So, yes, it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth That's it. Awesome. I mean, I have a I have a whole book here, just certificates that like look at you. Yeah, I, I just it, it is, I got so many that I can't even I don't even have any space. So I just <laughs> Kind of. So it's, it was definitely worth it. That's awesome. So they're super into continuing education and like keeping you growing. Yes. And, learning. and that's, that's awesome. what I really love about it. Uh, and like whatever we need as technicians comes with supply, you know, so I really, I really like that as well. They take good care of their technicians there. Was there a point, I'm curious, because we kind of we kind of skipped over this this question earlier, but like, was there a point where you realized that diesel really was the space, the place that you wanted to be? Like, because like you had kind of fallen into it initially, but then you stayed with it. You stayed mm -hmm. with diesel and you abandoned automotive and went mm -hmm. full diesel and just kept getting bigger, 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 bigger diesel. Was there a point at which you like fell in love with it or was it yeah. just... Okay, yes. tell me about it. <laughs> um, I fell in love with diesel once once I noticed that people just you know people can work on their cars in their backyard or in their garage, but when it comes to diesel, we are needed as technicians. And when I came to realize that, I was I was done, you know. And then then there is a I hate to say that, but it is a paid a pay difference. You know, diesel technicians get paid a little bit more, more money than automotive technicians and um, we're needed all over the world. Like all the shops that I know right now are hiring. We're actually hiring right now. I got uh, a poster up letting you know right now that we're, we're <laughs> hiring. <laughs> but yeah, that, I just noticed, I just noticed that man, um, there, always, there will always be a job in this field and uh and I'm valuable. It made me feel valuable. That's awesome. That's a really interesting point that you made about, you know, people, you, you can work on your cars in your backyard, but diesel is like its own, like it's, it's more, you have to be certified to do it. Mm -hmm. Like you have to know what you're doing and it makes it kind of a higher, I don't want to say higher caliber, but it kind of creates that professionalism. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Does no, it wrong? No, okay. mm -mm. no, not at all. And I, I like the subtle, like, P.S. Cummins is hiring in the background. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies, if you're interested in diesel, looking for opportunities. <laughs> but, yeah, with Cummins, man, I have, um, from a bare block all the way up, I have rebuilt an engine. So, uh, from, the, from the crankshaft all the way up to the main bearings, from taking pistons in and out to um, setting the overheads on different engines. I've learned about, um, I'm certified to work on ISP, um, you know, like ISX 15s, um, uh, QTS 50 liter engines, 60 liter engines, 95 liter engines. So I'm, I'm, I'm certified on all of these different engines and Cummins keeps sending me to train it. Okay, I have to ask you, 95 liter engine. Yes, we call Where? it the hedgehog. The hedgehog? Yes. <laughs> Why? I mean, because the hedgehog 
continuously works for, um, I guess, for this, um, this food. And it's uh, so this 95 liter is basically like a continuous nonstop uh, machine. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So I am naive when it comes to diesel, especially big diesel. Like, where does one find a 95 liter engine? Now, you will find that in a locomotive train. Okay. Or you will find them in marine applications, boats. Okay. Or, um, I wouldn't even say boat. It's like maybe like a, a, a huge like type a cruise of ship uh, kind of thing. Yeah, cruise ship. Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, I would say um, power generation for sure. Okay. And uh, yeah, it may be like mining in that Interesting. type Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're now, now that you're doing this bigger stuff, I know we were kind of like jumping ahead, but I'm so like fixated on this 95 liter engine thing. Um, you're now traveling to like different locations. You're not in the shop anymore. You're mm-hmm. field yeah. and you're constantly someplace different working on a massive engine in all sorts of different types of settings. Mm-hmm. So yes, I was in a shop rebuilding the engines and um, I got a job for, um, well, I switched I switched positions to a field service power generation technician. And I didn't realize how many engines power up these residentials and and buildings and data centers and hospitals. So like a lot of the hospitals, they got engines in the basement. Really? 50 liter engines. Uh So like if the power was to go out in the hospital, they have to have the backup generator, the engine to power the alternator to power the building. They have to have. I mean, I knew generators, but I didn't think that there were actually engines attached to them. Yes, yes. That's the prime power of what turns the alternator. That Duh, of course. This, yeah. mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, like, I just don't, you don't think about, like, I didn't think about that. Like, I. <laughs> I'm getting antsy. You know, we talking about some good stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So and you're I, did, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I didn't even realize how many engines there were out there in this field. I mean, we're just all over the cities, like everywhere. People, houses, like residentials, they have backup generators with engines attached to them that we maintain, too. It's something on the smaller side. But when I go to Google or, like, Microsoft or uh, Facebook, different places like that, they have, like, 20, like, 22, 23 engines, you know, just lined up. Wow. They're, like, 50 liters. Okay. Validate me for a second, though, because I feel like I'm feeling silly that I didn't realize this, but you didn't realize this either, right? No. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not like, it sounds so obvious once you say it, but now I'm like, I, it never really occurred to me that there were mm-hmm. massive engines in buildings, powering buildings. and mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. And um, so with me being a field service power generation technician, I maintain them. So um, if make sure that there's no leaks well you know this engine doesn't have a whole lot of abuse like a semi truck or automotive because they drive every day but these engines sit until they're needed so we have mm. to come in and we have to run them we have to make sure that you know we have no leaks we have to make sure that um you know uh, everything the batteries and alternators and all that stuff so i maintain them first off so we expect okay. them so that's just make sure they run and then but then when we go to the repair um, I could be replacing water pumps. I could be replacing um, controllers for the for the for the generator side, which is the alternator side. They have a control board, which is um, 
which controls the alternator side of it, the electricity side of it. So the engine's here, and then you got the, uh, the alternator that's attached to it here. Um, so um, I'm traveling all over Georgia, going to different places, different data centers, um, different different places every day to maintain that's engines. That's yeah. so cool. Do you just absolutely love it? <laughs> I do. I do, actually. I, I do. I love it. I love it. Do you, are you in like one place for a while generally, or are you just like in a different place every day? Like, um, no, uh, it could be different every day. It could be different every day, but we we got this big project going on now with Microsoft that, um, that we're starting up 95 liters. So Microsoft is actually just them breaking ground. So they haven't even, they're, they're like, um, building the, I mean, they're, they're building the, uh, building right now. Okay. So the building hasn't even been concrete hasn't been poured yet, but they got these 95 liter engines sitting out there waiting to be placed. So we're doing a big startup, making sure all the wiring is correct, making sure all the fittings and everything. So this is a 95 liter startup. So I'll probably be here for the next month or so. But usually if it's not like a big project, I'm going to another place every day. You know, I might do three or four different jobs a day. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to a different place every day. Do you generally work solo? Like, are you going out on the field alone? Maybe this Microsoft job's a little bit different. Are you with a team there, I'm assuming, probably? Um, no, it's just, it's just me and another guy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I'm actually the lead okay. on this on this um, project. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Microsoft guy loved me so much. He said that um, you, you're going to be my best friend for the next five years. I said, oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. You know, so, <laughs> but, um, awesome. um, but when we're, when we're just doing every day or just everyday routine, uh, everybody, every technician that comes has their own truck or van. Okay. So like my truck is parked out in my driveway right now. So we take them home, we go to the shop, we take them to bring them home. So everybody has their own. So everybody could be spread apart, spread, spread apart all over Georgia. Every day. So, yeah, I'm used to working by myself. That's okay. So help me understand the logistics of all of this, because you're you're working on stuff that's massive. I can only imagine you talk about like changing a water pump, like the size mm-hmm. of a water pump on one of these engines mm-hmm. and you're alone out in the field. Like how not just as a woman, just as anybody, like how mm-hmm. one person by themselves can do this kind of stuff. What is what is a daily look like and how does that work logistically so now with the 95 liters they're so new that we haven't had to replace a whole lot of things right now with these that's good um but to replace the oil pump or water pump on these you would have to get a crane and lift that like unbolt it and then lift it out with the crane and have it lift up like nothing with a 95 liter is something you can pick up any man or woman no yeah no. Um, so everything with a 95 liter has to be done with a crane. Um, but like 50 liter engines, the water pump isn't that big. You know, maybe it's probably about 40 pounds, 50 pounds. You know, so okay. once you get it unbolted, you know, you shimmy it out, you know. And, and so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely doable. Definitely doable. And, and then like bigger jobs like that, sometimes we tag team them just to make sure with bigger jobs yeah. like that. We Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I bow down to you. I, Yeah. <laughs> that's that's intense and doing that alone 
Um, I'm impressed. Do you prefer working out in the field alone versus I being in the shop? The I love the field. When I was a TA, we would do roll calls. Like um, when a uh, truck breaks down on the side of the road, I'm like, send me on the roll call. You know, I want to go fix a yeah. tire on the side of the highway. You know, I'm wanting to be in the parking lot, you know, doing a, a discharge line, you know, which is air pressure. But I mean, I, I love in the field. So with Cummins and me going to a uh, field service technician, that's just, that's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. What is it you love about it? Um, I guess the, it's like they rely on you to, to get the job done, the reliability uh, to get the job done. And you don't have a whole lot of people looking over you as you're doing your job. Um, and then like the freedom, the freedom, you know, uh, you don't have, yeah, the freedom and, and, and having that trust to be like, okay, I know that they're going to get the job done when they get out there. That's awesome. Do you, have you had issues with like you show up on the job site and they're surprised at who it is that came, comes out of the truck? You know, how many times I get called a man or a sir? Um, so it happens so often, you know, and, and when, after, you know, it started TA. So like when I would do a banging job, you know, I, I would, I would, his customers happy, like, oh man, you did a great job, sir. You know? So then I'll be like, I'm the only woman in the tech. I'm the only woman in the shop. And they looked at me like, you know, they would like be shocked, you know, like really, really shocked. And, and I'm like, you don't see all this thickness underneath this uniform, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I, no, but no, um, no, seriously. I, uh, I don't know. It's just that, just, just that feeling of like, I, the job that I, I do it so well that they mistake me as a man. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a, like, there's a lot in that statement. <laughs> that's... I always, but I love, I love to correct them every, yeah. Everything. Right. Sometimes it gets repetitive. So I just got to keep going, you know, because I can be there all day. So, but majority <laughs> of times, yeah, I make sure, you know, I'm a woman in this field. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> don't you see this thickness under this uniform we're wearing men's uniforms because <laughs> that's all we have but like <laughs> do they have women's uniforms for you yet at cummins no no, <laughs> no. no. oh gotta love it one day next up cummins you gotta have some women's uniforms have you worked with any other women yet well at, at the atlanta shop or ta i have i worked with okay maybe a couple different women. They wasn't nice. really uh, mechanics. They was kind of like in the oil bay, tire bay type of situation. Um, but we was tight. We was tight, you know, whatever I knew, you know, they might ask questions. I was right there, you know, right there with them. You know, they'd be like, man, you know, ooh, maybe coming, you know, so they was always trying to learn from me, you know, or, or follow, you know, so I, I definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, so I have worked with women in shop. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. I just, I just looked at the time. Holy oh, wow. crap. We're over an hour already. Clearly mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying talking with you. Um, <laughs> so are you, are you okay? We've already gone over, but are you okay with us going a few more moments over? Sure. Sure. Okay. I have, I have two questions. Um, I have lots more questions, but I'll limit mm -hmm. it to two. Um, what, what would you say has been the most challenging aspect of, of your career path of your career of the trade that you do what's been the biggest challenge for you and it could be anything 
Mm. Challenging. You know, I guess the stigma of the being a mechanic, the stigma that we carry. You know, some, you know, sometimes they say like um, the mechanic is always trying to take your money, or, or um, you got the shade tree mechanics that kind of actually don't know what they're doing, but they do, but they don't, you know, or something might, but not all technicians are the same, you know, and so the, the stigma is kind of what really is, is what I really don't like about the field. This was challenging to me. It's trying to overcome that, overcome that barrier. So I always try to make sure that, um, I'm, you know, I'm above that, you know, or, or I set the bar a little bit higher because I don't want to be, I don't want to be that technician and be like, well, uh, you know, this technician, um, we're not bringing my, my truck back or we're not bringing my car back to this technician because they, you know, they, 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 they shysty. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I so agree with you. I think that's, that is one of the biggest challenges is, is out, outside of work in the world, mm-hmm. how we're perceived, how the trades are perceived, how mechanics are perceived. Um, and it is, it's a huge challenge. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really good one. Yeah. All right. Final question. Cause I want to be respectful of your time. I feel like I could talk for, with you for like another hour. Cause there's so many things I want to know about what you do. Um, but, um, if you had the opportunity to talk to the younger you, little baby Ebony, what are your words of advice to her? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh. <laughs> If I could talk to myself at a younger age, I would have to say to to never stop, to, to always follow your dreams and to never stop learning, to always continue to, to bring knowledge. Um, and keep growing intellectually, you know, uh, and to never stay stagnant. That's what I have to say to myself. Well, it sounds like you did that. Yeah. You have done a and, great job at doing that. Things, you know, I got some things cooking right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I got right. my associate's degree. That's right. We didn't yeah. even get to that point. You yeah, just got your associate's yeah. degree. Yeah. What did you get your associate's degree in? Um, I got it in business. I got it in okay. business. So then um So what's coming? Exactly. Can you share? Um I love Are the field. I love the field, but I want to take my career to the next level. So eventually I don't want to be in the field. Um I want to kind of oversee, maybe like a project manager or maybe like uh oversee, you know, um like I, I see this the guys is, or you know, been in the shop for 25 years, you know. I stole with leg limping. I'm a woman in deck, you know, so I got, you know, I want to have a another plan. I'm gonna have a, a plan. So that's awesome. You know, maybe, I love it. You know, I got some things in the bag, but I don't want to let them out just yet. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That just means we have to have you on again in the future to catch up with you and see what you're up to. That is very exciting. And I love I love that your words to yourself are 
you did. You did those things. Like you mm. were always learning. You were always growing. You were always moving to the next step. And still look at you already, like planning those next moves. No telling where you're going to end up. Um, it's only good things. I can I can just tell. Um, guys, if you're watching, make sure you give her a follow on social media. Keep up with her and see what she's up to. Definitely big stuff coming. Not just big stuff as far as what she works on, because uh, that <laughs> is big stuff too, but big stuff as far as her future plans. And we'll definitely have to have you on again in the future to catch up with you. This has been awesome, Ebony. It has been so much fun getting to know you, learning a little bit about what you do. I am so in awe of what you do and um we appreciate and, you thank you absolutely gosh yeah and you've just got fantastic energy you really um it, this has been this has been fantastic so thank you for sharing your story and spending this hour with me guys at home thank you guys and gals for spending this time and hanging out spending part of your evening with us i hope you enjoyed getting to know ebony as much as i did uh, make sure you hit like hit subscribe come back next week we have some really awesome guests and some really awesome topics topics of conversation coming up in the near future so make sure you are getting those alerts and know when new videos are coming and you're following us on social if you have questions for us uh, please shoot us a message on social media Maybe we'll read your question online and answer those questions for you. And big thank you once again to our sponsors, Drive Time, for help making this series possible. We couldn't be doing it without them. And the industry is definitely benefiting from their commitment to bringing more women into the trade. So big thanks to them. And of course, huge thank you to Ebony for sharing her story sharing her experiences and spending some time with us. I hope you guys enjoyed. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. Make sure you come back next week. Come back Monday as well. And until next time, be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. We'll see you later. <laughs>